Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. December, you watched them uh, so long ago, dude. That is so. I'm playing December, bro. I mean, yeah, December. It is March. The Kings that was are when they were hot. That, the that was Kings when they were hot, though. They're hot now. This they are they, peaking right now as we speak. They came into Philly and then and B just said no. Nah. They play any team They play any team with an average the, big man. They're they're not winning. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by DC, Danny Cole, UPenn's finest, and CB, Culture Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. We're going to be going over the tight ends of this NFL draft class. We've got a lot of monsters, honestly. A lot of great pass catchers, big bodies, fast, elusive guys. We're going to be going over some play-in nightmares for the top three teams in each the West Conference and the East Conference. And then, of course, we'll finish... We'll finish with an outro game, but before that, we'll do a Take the Skyline segment. Last week, we did Joel Embiid. It's only right this week that we do Nikola Jokic. But before MVP we get into number two, not, M- not first. Sec- I mean, I maybe you could argue Giannis, but before we get into any of that, guys, how are we doing today? Sunny in Philadelphia, man. It's like 70 degrees. It's, it's officially spring. It's our first episode in the spring. And that's valid. Chris, how, how are we doing down in Dallas? We appreciate you not going to Warriors-Mavs, but I, I almost wish you did so we could get some up-close look at some Curry-Kyrie. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, it, it's really nice out here in Dallas. It's like 80 degrees. I, I wanted to go to the game, but it's like two of my, my – well, my cousin and my other friend, we all have uh, season tickets together, and none of them can make it either. Like, they're – one's out of town. Well, they're both out of town, actually. I was like, I don't want to make the trek by myself. And I really do the show anyway, so I'm here. And also, the last time I went to see uh, Steph Curry play, he rolled his ankle. So I don't want to give him any bad luck. So I stayed away. You're welcome, Wardell. Much love. If y'all just heard any, if y'all just heard any bird tweeting, that was my bird Jello. Yes, in my eyes, named after Leangelo Ball. Nice. But, no. but yeah, so th- don't don't mind him. You know, he's just over there <laughs> chucking up threes. But you know, Danny, Steph, you Steph Curry. Steph Curry's named after uh, you going to war with your laptop. Mm. Del. <laughs> Del Curry. That I need NBA paint on that immediately. 
NBA. Have you seen Paolo Ranchero speaking? I I was literally about to say that. Paolo Paolo Ranchero is hilarious. And then Paolo was like, "It's this couldn't have been timed any better. I got something coming for y'all." I'm like, "What? What's he? What's he about to pull out the uh, uh, Hidden Valley Paolo Ranch?" Of course, he's an NIL deal college. (laughs) Yeah, he's still he's still in his bag with the NIL deals. And speaking of NIL. NCAA tournament was absolutely phenomenal in the first weekend. And I was just talking to Danny about this. I hate the like actual college basketball play. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I am in the popular set. I like the NBA style more, but some people are like, oh, they have they have no heart in it. Uh, but when any, anyone in the NBA does show heart, it's, oh, fake tough guy. But whatever. We're, we're going to talk about the goods and the bads of the NCAA tournament so far this weekend. And... Danny, I think I might know your summit. Is it is it Ivy League to Ivy League on this one? No, no, no. So Ooh. I think that that's a positive. Uh, I think Chris is going to take that because he's wearing orange today. <laughs> you know everything's going on. Uh, but nah, my summit is actually sticking with an orange team down in South Florida. Uh, two boys from Philly, Isaiah Wong and uh, Wuga. I forget his last name. Down in Miami, they uh. Make a Sweet 16 back-to-back years. They made the Elite Eight last year. And they're going up against a sorry Houston team for a trip to the Elite Eight. Ooh. I like it, Danny. I like it. Houston was on Fraud Watch, I fear. They're on Fraud Watch. They lost to Temple, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's Fraud Watch. That's real (laughs) Fraud Watch. And and Penn beat Temple by 20. Yeah, and the temple the, the temple was going to walk to a city six championship. They were walking to it. They steamed rolled Villanova. They beat St. Joe's LaSalle. They took care of everybody. All you had to do was go beat the, the bookworms down the street. They couldn't get it done. Uh also get the Chris next for your summit of the tournament. Who are we rolling um, with? Um uh, I have a couple. Isaiah Wong is one of my favorite college players, uh too. I, I really like his he's game. A hooper, man. Uh he, he, yeah, he's, he's so a, he's, he's so he got the touch. Yeah, I really want a bucket. I, I like his game a lot. Um, I would say my summit is probably me being right about Iowa losing in the first round because they're not a real college basketball team. I'm sorry. They don't even have real players, and I'm so happy that I was right because in college, when you have a 7-4 big man and you're playing against a team whose biggest player is 6-6, he does have to guard somebody. And when it gets down to the end of the floor, you're going to have trouble. And I saw it coming, and I, I just didn't think Purdue's guard play was good. So the, my, my summit is me being right about Purdue uh, being out of the first round. And I, I like seeing Cinderella Wait, story. Like sixteen, you predicted Purdue to lose. I, I was talking to Tony about it on uh on 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 sideline summit on on the beginning. I was talking. I was like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah we yeah. If it's Purdue anything, then they were right. I was saying Purdue was going to be out. So yeah, that's my summit. Purdue man. I'll roll. They said they get Purdue a. Uh, they said they get Purdue a high seed every year just to lose on purpose. It's like a little thrill. Yeah, same Sounds with good. Virginia. But Carson uh, Edwards stand right my, there. Uh, my my summit is uh, I forget the name of the guy. I'm not gonna lie. I just know he dropped two of the coldest like interviews or like videos ever. The FDU head coach already mm. is upgraded. He's already going to a stronger Division One school. It would yeah. be an even bigger summit if he takes his three best players again, which would suck Whether. for the FDU program. Um, but I mean, like, uh, like putting your guys on that—that's yeah. tough. Um, and also San Diego State because I think, like, 
Virginia is obviously like an easy upset to call because they suck. But like a lot of people, it's like, oh, San Diego State? Like, yeah, that, I think that's going to be my 12 over five. And they were like, no, no, no we won. Mm. And I'm pretty, pretty sure they're moving on to this uh, Sweet 16. So shout out them. And my plummet. Play Bama. Um, yeah, never mind. But uh, yeah, Bama's going to wipe them. But I would say my plummet. Um, it would be easy to pick on Purdue here, uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave that for Chris or Danny to do. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas. I mean, like, come on, guys. I had y'all in my championship game in both brackets. Are we serious? Ooh. Come on, man. And, and now we just learned that Grady Dick is just a worse Tyler Hero variant, and you are just a hype-up white boy. Draft stock. Unfortunately, he's falling to the Celtics in the second round. I don't know. I, there's no other way to cut it. He yeah. he's no better than like the 60th pick in the draft. I fear. <laughs> uh, Danny, who what what's the plummet of the NCAA tournament as of? I actually know, I don't have one. a plummet. I'm in love with it so far. Uh, round one. Not even Virginia. So I'm gonna do double double summit. Uh, I'm going. We ball. Great performances by uh, Kumwa. And uh, the guy that had eight, he goes, I didn't have a good game. I couldn't score, but I had 25 boards. <laughs> he had eight points, 25 what boards. Was it Dennis Rodman's offspring? Cousin? It's got to be, man. <laughs> he literally was like talking about like, he's like, he's like, it's okay. I had a bad day, but I had 25 boards. <laughs> try to get the guy's name. Good game in my book. Uh, yeah, try finding that. Um but I'm going to swing it to Chris for his plummet before Danny it's comes a, up with that name. Oh, Oscar Tishibwe. Tishibwe. Oscar Tishibwe from Kentucky. Oh, yeah. He's nice sure, right? show. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll, swing with, we'll swing it to Chris for the plummet, and then we'll get into some tight ends. Pause. Uh, yeah, that, that was crazy. But my – Oh, my is, God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you got to clip that 100%. That's got to be that was crazy. That was a crazy. Segue that into, is crazy. Oh no, you, you, you'll see it later, Danny. Don't don't even have him bring it back. You'll see it later. I know you have. To see that. Oh, no, that Danny, I said, I said, Chris will give his plummet before we get into some tight ass. <laughs> vicious, vicious time. Vicious, just vicious. Yeah, vicious. Wow, wow. Anyway, yeah, realize, plummet, pl- plummet before we get into the fat pass catchers is what I meant. There we go. Fat yeah. ass. All right. My plummet is um, – I, I had a couple. I would say my plummet is the Virginia kid throwing that pass. Um, and, I, and I would say it's my plummet because it was sad to see for a couple of reasons. Like, you knew in any other state of mind he wouldn't have made that pass, but it just shows, like, the pressure of, of March Madness and just what it does to kids. And I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for the seniors on that team because it's like, that basically threw away the game to an extent. I mean, there's other things that happened going up into it. You get that. But that pass was so terrible. It was so bad. And then he had a phantom contest after that. Like, he was the guy who could have contested the shot. He didn't really jump. I feel like he was still in shot. That's my plan. I, I just feel bad for him. I mean, I don't feel bad for Virginia because I, I wanted, I'm cool with them losing. But I feel bad for, for the kid. I forgot, I forgot his name. But, yeah, that was, that was just a, a yeah. rough turn of events. Tough on him. <laughs> um, there's, always, there's always a kid behind the uh, – the absolute madness, but uh, point of story, uh, don't throw that pass. Sorry, kid. Yeah, I was gonna take the time out, or yeah. or no, wait, wait, one more thing, one more thing. He could have easily 
Ball faked that terrible pass and threw it right to the dude who was standing under the rim. It was his, it was his teammate still. He had just he could have tried to rip through, maybe draw a foul. I mean, if he ripped through, through it off the foul, didn't get it. Like, I don't know. But we're going to move on to the tight end prospect review. We got a best player, we got a sleeper, and we got a favorite. And honestly, this was such a fun group to to watch film on. And they all like had really good combines. I mean, Darnell Washington had a great combine. Uh, Michael Mayer, we already know what was going on there. Uh, Luke Musgrave is an absolute unit, and he ran a 4-6. Holy. I mean, there's so many good guys. In this class, drafting one of them, you know, that's what I was happen. thinking. That's what I was thinking, maybe. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's Danny, such a also, thing I'll to do, though. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Like, your, your tight end that you have is really good, and you're just like, no, nah, let's add another one. Well, I mean, Jack Stoll wasn't like ground, like when we drafted Goddard, he was clearly like, oh, he's actually pretty, he's closer to Zach Ertz than a normal rookie tight end, so it could be like same situation. Danny, I'll swing it to you, I'll let you. Pick what we start. We we can start with best, favorite, or sleeper. Whatever you do, we'll follow off. We'll start with the best. Uh, I think we all agree. Michael Mayer is that the best. Uh, put that put that mask on. He's the closest thing to Kelsey Andrews. Whatever you're gonna get. Uh, he played in a good conference and he was cooking everyone. Uh, he makes contested catches. He goes up and gets it. He's a good route runner. He can block. He's the prototypical tight end. Yeah, I agree. I would say like his his blocking can get sloppy at times, but I mean we we had a conversation about this earlier. Like I, I truly don't value blocking as much as anyone else. Like I'm gonna be honest, people only care about blocking when it's a Kelsey and Kittle debate. That's it. Because they know Kelsey does everything better besides blocking. Uh but I mean Michael well, Mayer Kittle is literally a third uh fifth, sixth offensive lineman. Yeah, he is. He is other like like do that's the thing. Like when Michael Mayer and Darnell Washington, these guys coming out, do not expect them to be like that. Like that that's God given ability and insane effort. But with Michael Mayer, I mean like he can just create mismatches everywhere. There's not a player on the field who can guard him. He's not beating anybody deep. But I mean like look one on one, sitting down in the zone, like just creating mismatches. It, that's his deal, and and it's going to be super exciting. I think he's going to be effective immediately. I think he. I think he garners a top 15 pick. I, I think so. I think he's very good. I mean, I've uh, Brock Bowers was in this draft. He might be top 10, but Bowers man, might go top five next year, man. He's a beast. Uh, assuming everything, of course, stays healthy. I don't know who the quarterback for George is going to be next year. Stetson Bennett has no choice but to leave. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll go Michael Mayer. Uh, Chris, you have any more any more comments on who the best tight end in the class is? Ooh. Nope, I was going to say, like, everything you all said. I, honestly, I think really Michael Mayer, the thing that separates him is just the ability to be a difference maker, but also, like, create mismatches, like you said, just in the – whether it be the secondary, whether it be linebackers, I don't think nobody's really going to be able to – not nobody, but it's going to be a little difficult to just have them one-on-one uh, in space a lot of times. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's really going to get dangerous. I, I truly think he could be a Rob Gronkowski type of player, I, like – Gronk was a little – I think his rock tree is a little better than Gronk's. I think Gronk is a little better at the catch point, the contested catches. But, I mean, in terms of just, like, getting open, I mean, and, and having, like, very good route running, I think Michael Mayer yeah. has Gronk beat, beat. But the reason Gronk is so special is he don't got to have you beat. If the ball's in the air, you're done. Like, you're done. Best corners Buddy, in the world. You're cooked. Yeah, you're done. You're, you're cooked. Done. 
yeah, and and Gronk did a big favor of Brady late, like in the back stretch of his career, just being an absolute security blanket who catches the ball like Randy Moss. But, yeah. um, I think uh, I guess after best we can go our sleeper. I guess the I guess what would be the opposite. Um, I can kick things off with my sleeper, Sam Laporta. Now. I, I'm almost I'm almost doing this off the fact he played in the Iowa offense, which was the worst college football offense by far. For at least for a power five team. Like, oh my God, they were horrible. But there is still a lot of things I do like about him. I mean, his size is a factor. He's not the best blocker, but he almost reminds me of Zach Ertz. He is he can run really good routes. He's good football IQ and sitting in the zone. I think he has a lot of potential to build off of to say the least. Um, again, I'm not looking for him to be like this supreme blocker, but I mean like the sure hands, the route running, the zone sitting is what I like a lot. He can very quickly be a young quarterback's best friend. I mean, like let's say the Panthers, uh, let's say they go Stroud one and then they go with a wide receiver in round two. You get to like, if you maybe, if, if you get the day three and this guy's on the board, he could quickly be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. He could easily be their rookie quarterback's best friend very fast. I, I like him a lot. Obviously, there's not a lot of tape on. Like, look up a Sam Laporta highlight tape. I promise you, it's two minutes long. <laughs> I, I promise you. Like, he was just so underused, man. Uh, but I'm gonna swing it to Chris before going to Danny. Chris, who is your sleeper of the tight end class? this year? Uh, um, my sleeper, I'm going with Darnell Washington. And the reason I'm going with him is because what I've seen, uh, just from looking at him, is like he's really good at blocking, but everything else needs work. And from what I've seen on a lot of other tight ends in this class, like they may need a little bit of, well, the top end tight ends in this class will need some more help on the blocking side, or at least he needs some work on it. And I feel like he's already coming in with that. Everything else you can improve on, like the route running, pass catch, everything else, I think that can be improved though. So I think if he already comes in being a, a decent blocker, like I think Danny said earlier, can be like a, like a not yeah. like Kittle, not Kittle especially, but like a, a six offensive lineman to an extent. I think he can really, you know, open up some open up some playbooks depending on where he goes. Like say he goes to a run heavy team, like he can surprise some people, you know, with his pass catch and stuff. Yeah. Well done at Washington. I don't think he'll gauge that Eagles thirtieth pick, nor do I think he'll get anything like far past that for the Eagles to get him. But like I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a team like San Francisco spends a luxury pick on him if it's in the well, range. Baltimore, you know? I don't know. Let him, him, likely Andrews. Yeah, just they're just gonna go thirteen personnel. It's gonna be gross. Danny, who are we looking at as the sleeper for this tight end class? I think it's pretty clear. Um, everyone has been getting on the steam. Oh, Darnell Washington did so much better than everybody else at the combine. He's a freak. Blah blah blah. Yeah, we get that. Um, he's a great guy. Uh. There's a reason he was second best tight end on his on his team though. Um he wasn't the yeah, starter. Bowers is a beast. Bowers is the beast. Um it's unfair so, though. It's unfair. it's unfair, but there's a reason he's a backup. If he was like a true number one guy, he'd be he'd be the best. Um so my sleeper is actually Luke uh, Musgraves out of Oregon State. I compared him to Dallas Goddard in my video. Uh he has this jump ball threat where he's almost like a wide receiver. He's like He's like Gronk. People aren't comparing him to Gronk, but there's like five guys that like really can go over your head and just say, you're not catching this, buddy. Yeah, I agree. He he was my favorite 
Uh, I picked him as my favorite. He's a lack of production. He also had like, you know, injuries and the COVID year and all this stuff. But I mean, like he's the size to quickly develop as a blocker. He's obviously he runs a four, six and is the size of prime Cam Newton. Um, he is and I think the only problem is he, he can struggle a little bit with creating separation and it, he can struggle with um, locating the ball on like, you know, like turn, get your head around quick routes. Uh, but yeah, if that's your sleeper, he's my favorite. Honestly, I think everybody should be uh, picking up on him a little bit. I agree. Uh, Danny, I'll swing it right back to you for your favorite. And then we'll go to Chris for his favorite to wrap up uh, this special group of pass catchers. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, my favorite, along with a lot of people, is Darnell Washington. It just sounded like I was going to shit on him that he's not uh, the best guy at Georgia, but he is in my he is my favorite out of the class. Uh, like I said, dude is a freak. Uh, he's what six 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 seven. Uh, he is move. Yeah, he's he's LeBron. Um, he's simply put, he's, he's like LeBron playing football, like LeBron used to back in high school. And except this guy is probably more physical than LeBron. I compared him to Mercedes Lewis, but I don't. I don't think Mercedes Lewis has the hands that this guy has. He's more like Mercedes Lewis with Jared Cook, Jared Cook's hands. Yeah, Darnell Washington. He didn't get a high volume of snaps, so that is something that you could look at. But I mean, like, he's got an elite bag. Like, I mean, with the athleticism. He's a great blocker already, which is like, you know, something you really want. He has great quickness for his size, and like I'm gonna be honest, I think he can make a couple linebackers miss in a phone booth. Like he can, he's got, like, he's got moves. There's, so, there's sometimes when like he gets the ball in open space and he looks confused. Sometimes, listen, you know better. You, we would know better than anybody. Look, you get the ball in open space. If you see so much open grass, you're kind of just like, dude, what do I do with this? Like, what should I do? And then you know you, you get caught up in the the madness. Yeah, I'm with but, you there. Chris, who are, who is your favorite tight end in the 2023 class? I'm staying with the name that we've already said, uh, Michael Mayer. I think he's just my favorite just because I think you're getting the most complete player in the, the draft at this position, in my opinion. And like I said, what I've heard and seen most of, and including Danny's video comparison to Mark Andrews, being a Ravens fan, if this kid can be Andrews-esque, I'm my favorite already. Like I said, I think being – being in this draft, I feel like being a playmaker at the wide receiver or tight end place, I think that's going to be a real big separator because, I mean, everybody's looking for playmakers, and I think he's probably one of the better ones that, um, in this position. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all decent picks. Yeah, Danny, Danny, one thing I respect about Danny, one of his favorite players, he does see the clear cons, but, I mean, he'll break out the pros, though. He will break out the pros. Like, with Kenny Pickett uh, mainly when we have conversation – we both see the good in uh, Kenny Pickett. I'm actually a fan. I do think he can be a franchise quarterback, but we're, Danny will be the first to point out, no, well, he does this, you know, he does that. So, you know, respect to him for keeping it real on Darnell KP Washington. Is, uh, yeah. I actually told you, I was, I was not, I'll be the first to say, I was not pro Steelers drafting Pickett. Um, but God, did it, did it work out? Did you dodge a bullet? I mean, it's <laughs> better than the guy I said, but I kind of, it's kind of like, draft one of these two guys or draft nobody. And I guess they'd be trying to pick nobody. I guess that what they probably said is we're not going to have a chance of picking the top five next year. And just said, let's go get Kenny Pickett. Imagine Tomlin with a top five pick. What would he cook? What would Omar he cook? Khan, GM of the year. Watch, just wait. 
So we're going to move on to these play-in nightmares. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference. And essentially how this works is we're going to go to a team and we're going to be like, all right, of the teams in the play-in battle, so essentially like 6 through 11, um, of the top three seeds, who do they not want to see? So in the East, the current rankings are the Milwaukee Bucks at the number one, Boston Celtics at the number two, and the Philadelphia 76ers at the number three. We could start with the Bucks, Chris, what team should the Milwaukee Bucks not want to see in the first round? Now, Garner, it doesn't have to be like, oh, they'll upset them. It's like, uh, do you really want to deal with that round one? You know, it could work, or, or they could beat them. Who knows? Who would, who should the Bucks not be looking for? Uh, it's two teams I was thinking of, but the one team I would say is the Miami Heat because the Heat are seven right now and the Bucks are, are one. If the Heat somehow fall to eight, or, you know, any of that goes I don't think the Bucks want to see the Heat. No team really wants to see the Heat because they're such a, a random team. They have so many random players, and they just play hard and play defense. But I think the Bucks is the team that doesn't want to see the Heat the most just because they kind of max the, match the physicality to an extent. They have Bam, who already doesn't score a ton of points for them. They can legitimately just try to focus him on Giannis, which will probably still be 30 and 10, but just makes it hard for him. And then you have Jimmy. Playoff Jimmy's a different player. He just is. So I think um, if I'm the Bucks, I don't want to see the, the the Heat in the first round. Yeah, uh, I I had that as well. I think the defensive personnel of the Miami Heat, well, the offense is so miserable. They they mm. still are locked in defensively, and of course, everyone knows like Jimmy Butler. When when the playoffs come, that that's that's not, not the level. same guy. That's that's not the oh borderline top fifteen guy. No, that is a top ten player in the world. I I promise yeah. you, he he legitimately has a switch. But yeah, and and I I do think the Bucks would handle them like in maybe five six games. That's a grueling one, five. Though. That's a grueling yeah. five games. And then after that, you're gonna have to go see like if if the they stay the one seed, oh, then you got to go play the Cavs or the Knicks and. That's another annoying team. By the way, the Cavs are 7-0 and in overtime this year. Mind-boggling. Three of them That's against wild. Celtics. Tough watch. So one, one thing I have to notice about this Miami Heat, Max Struess gives me NCAA March Madness vibes. I don't know. He feel like he just fit really good in on, on a March Madness team. Like, I mean, he went to yeah, DePaul. What's DePaul? Yeah, he, he's, he's a DeBarcus. So, I'm he's, saying he's, like, I feel like – like, He feels like – I feel like he'd fit right in with the team. That guy's stroking a three – Every once in a while, he could be the, he can be like one of those white boys. I, I don't know if Struce is white. Like Divincenzo, don't, don't bro. This, but yeah, Max Struce is, is Villanova written all of them. Yeah, you're right. DJ. Yeah, that's, what I feel yeah, exactly that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he can have like a Jimmer Brian type of run. And yeah. I can see Max Struce having a Jimmer run if you sent him back in time and threw him in March Madness. Could get wild. <laughs> but Danny, is is the Heat also the the nightmare for the Bucks, or do you have a different nightmare for the Bucks? Nah, my nightmare for the Bucks. You have yours or no? Oh, I, I already agree. I, I agree with uh, agree? Miami Heat. I mean, <laughs> no one wants to play the Heat. <laughs> Just a gross team. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The Raptors that are healthy, don't want to play with them. Don't That's an, with them. That is another pesky, annoying team. And the travel is also annoying. Travel. You got to go. In, you got to go into Canada on the on the road. Sometimes it's not like baseball. It's not like a football where it's a one game. And you're just like, okay, cool. Go in and out of Canada. And then yeah. you're playing two two bigs who are annoying on ball defenders, bro. Scotty Barnes and Siakam are just annoying. Yeah, I would I would I would pay to see Scotty Barnes try to guard Giannis in the playoff series. Obviously, no. Giannis is Giannis would get his, but Scotty Barnes is like in a piss him off. weapon. <laughs> yeah. Danny, you can tell you this. Yeah. Last year, 
if the Sixers, if they didn't get matched up with the Sixers, they might have made some noise in the playoffs. They might have made some noise. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Embiid had to game them. So, uh, yeah, you know, well. he had to do his thing. But moving on to the Celtics, I'll start because, you know, I'm repping my boy Zero's number. Too much disrespect on his name lately. He had 36 last night. Respect him. But, um, <laughs> I don't think the Celtics would want to see the Raptors. And again, not like they would lose. They would probably sweep them. But like, that's going to be an annoying four games. This isn't going to be like LeBronto where you blow them out every single game. And then you got one game where you got to hit a game where like, no, this is going to be grueling series. And like, I'm going to be honest, my favorite series ever from a competitive standpoint might honestly be Raptors Celtics in the bubble. That series is a classic and it, it sucks that neither of them went to the finals to like back it up, but like chiefs bills, like neither team went to the super bowl, but it was so fun. Oh my God. Celtics Raptors was so good. Cause game six Celtics lose in like a double OT uh, after Marcus smart couldn't chase down Norman Powell for the block. And then the Are next game. OG. Oh yeah. That. So the Celtics sort of went up three games to none. We put taco fall in. All he has to do is get the inbound off, gets it off. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown wasn't responsible for the corner guy. It was actually Daniel Tice, I believe. Um, But nonetheless, it was in JB's face, I fear. But uh, yeah, but if they won that, they would have wrapped it up in four. Then they would have been much well-rested for Miami. But, you know, that's the way that things fall. Celtics don't really want them to see the Raptors. Siakam is a pain in the butt. Fred Van Vliet is a pain in the butt. Gary Trent Jr. is so hit or miss. Yeah, Drake is very annoying. I would not want to see him on the sidelines. Uh, (laughs) And on the court. Or playing. Or on the bench, you know. Or assaulting a referee. But (laughs) Or in Russell Westbrook's uh, ear. Yeah. I'll swing it to to Danny and then Chris on this one. And then Chris can go with the Sixers after he gives the Celtics. So, Danny, who do the Celtics not want to see in that round one coming out the plan? The Celtics, man, two C right now. Yeah, fighting with my or Philadelphia, and you saw what you saw what the Atlanta Hawks did to to the Heat uh, Sixers a couple years ago. You saw what Trey Young can do in the playoffs. You let him do that pick and roll, little that bump and run. It's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to play them. And they hired, they fired that their horrible ass head coach. Um, the Hawks can do do some make some noise. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think this – I don't know if the Hawks have that physicality. Dog in, they don't I, got the dog I, in them, man. Yeah, I don't know if they got that dog in them anymore. But, um, yeah, I, I'm uh, – I don't know. I, I can see it, though, because Trey Young can, like, easily go off, like, in, in a playoff series. Um, But we'll swing it to Chris. Who do the Celtics not want to see in the first round? I, well, I think the Celtics sweep the Hawks if they see them. Only for the simple fact, Brogdon and Smart are just too strong for Trey Young. It'll be really difficult for him to just get in his pick and roll back. I think I think that would be the reason why. And I, I'm not so on DeAndre Hunter as an NBA basketball player. I don't think he's one. <laughs> so that's my only thing. But with the Celtics, I think the team tells them one thing. I kind of agree with you, uh, Tom. I think it's the Raptors uh, because I think the Raptors, like the the team the Raptors have, kind of negates a lot of the the Celtics' strong points. Like the Celtics being able to switch one through five is one of their strong points, in my opinion. Raptors do the same thing, and even and, and even if the Celtics want to play bigger with the Horford or Robert Williams, they have Poto now, and I think the Raptors match up 
pretty well just personnel wise. Again, Van Vliet's small like Trey Young, so I think he, he'd have a little more trouble with the um, Marcus Smarts and Brogdon's of the world. But then you're still guarding three, six, eight players in Anobi. I mean, Anobi, uh, Pascal, and Barnes. You know, just on the court. So I think they give them the most matchup problem. I think the Celtics do beat them, but I think they just give them or, or take away a lot of their advantage that the Celtics have against every every other team. Yeah, before we swing it to the Sixers, I wanted to look up Trey Young's record against the Celtics because I know it's interesting. Like, I feel like he beats the Celtics a lot, mm. but he really doesn't. Um, his head-to-head record with the Celtics are Jason Tatum. I looked up Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum's been in the league longer, so, like, the record will reflect. reflect 11-4. and four. He's only beat him four times, and that's happened, I believe, and the hasn't beat him this year, and so it came within the two prior seasons. Trey Young's first game against the Celtics, which uh, Kyrie Irving was still on the team. Uh, Trey Young, five points, zero rebounds, two assists, no steals, a block, three turnovers, and uh, 0 for 5 from 3. And, Lord, they're lucky they didn't show that plus minus. My God. Uh, And the (laughs) next game, he also had single digits. But then he started to turn up into that rookie year. Now, Chris, who do the Sixers not want to see? Because everyone knows the Sixers are on huge fraud watch, as always. Oh, oh, because they are. They're they're actually frauds. And I'm taking DC's pick, the Hawks. They don't want to see the Hawks because, and this is the reason why, the same reason I just kind of like and almost shadowing Trey Young is the same reason why I think he'd have success against the Sixers. They don't have a real wing defender, in my opinion. I mean, P.J. Tucker, Lord bless his soul, he tries his best. But he's a 6'8 power center guard. I don't even know his position anymore. So I don't know where he's going to be guarding. So I think Trey Young's going to have his – he would have his – My brother in Christ, P.J. Tucker's not playing. He, he, he literally he doesn't even play. He, he literally does cardio for forty minutes a game. Oh no! Oh no! He'll be best defender. Play. You're a better player. He'll be playing the playoffs. And and I think I think the Sixers have trouble with the Hawks because of like I said because of Trey Young. Capella's literally out there for defense and rebound. And he I mean Embiid's gonna go mm-hmm. to the line 40, 40 times anyway. I mean Capella's gonna give him six six missed fouls. And I think I mean Draymond they, Green. Be a team yo, Draymond Green is what PJ Tucker wishes he was. So does Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know but, about that. Draymond kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better relax calling Draymond or Clay, but you know what's coming. Draymond, Draymond oh, is a Hall of Famer, bro. Draymond's so a Hall of Famer. I'm so and and, and he yeah, Draymond a Hall for it. So yeah, Dray, Draymond's a Hall of Famer, but I mean, let's let's spawn him on the process Sixers. See how good he is. I oh, believe put him in the most brutal basketball situation of all time. Put him in the situation that's not Boston. Boston, Golden State, or another team that already has two or three good players, he's out the league. Yo, yo, yo. He would be fire. Draymond would be be crazy with the Lakers, man. Current Lakers? LeBron? Yes. It would would drive me crazy. You're right. That spacing would would be worse than trying to leave a Philadelphia Eagles game. My goodness. Who's scoring, though? Who's scoring on the Lakers? Everyone, Darvin, Darvin will find they've gotten game like five times. Out there two guard. He'll find a way to put Schroeder at two guard and have him guarding all our wing, all the best. They're, right, they're running out there with that D'Lo, Schroeder, Draymond, AD, and LeBron masterclass. I'm not turning on my TV. I will not. I will turn it off. <laughs> Wouldn't even listen to the radio. But Danny, the Sixers, you got to have someone you don't want to see in that first round. Got to have someone you, that you don't want to see. The Celtics. <laughs> Well, that won't happen. I fear. The, um, the, I don't think the Sixers will fall that far. But or the yo, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, Sixers fall a few games. They don't want to see the Knicks. Well, yeah, that's out. I don't know if anyone wants to. 
don't think this is a random team, team, dude. It's so weird. It's such a weird team. Yeah, like one night they're they're really giving you their best shot, and then oh. the next night Julius Randle is who he truly and, is. That fraud, ugliest fifty-seven point game th- ever. Three quarters. He had, 50 he had fifty-two through. Three? He had fifty-two through three quarters and at five, and they lost. Rough, rough nightfall. Rough night. I think he had like. I believe he had like twenty-four at half. What makes me mad is he. So he's he he has a shot to make a like All NBA third team this year, and that will be his second. He shouldn't even have the first one because he made it in 2020. 20? I mean, all right, so it was 2020, 2021. He mm-hmm. made it over Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum averaged 25, 7, and 4. Like, how? Mm-hmm. How did how did Julius Randle averaging 22 and 10 make it over 25, 7, and 4? There's no way. Nar- narrative won that one, Tone. That was a narrative. They, they, he brought the name I, back. Oh, oh, they was... had to do it. They had to. And they I knew they regret too. it because once the play-in started, Tatum dropped 50 on the Wizards. He dropped 50 on the KD, James Harden, Kyrie Nets. A uh, month before, he dropped 60 on the Spurs. And then he dropped the 50 right before they went into the playoffs. Like, yeah. that was some of the best scoring I've ever seen. I'm actually going to – I might do a score – I might do a point to assist ratio on that one. That was some – that was ball. That was ball, absolutely. But we're going to roll into the West because Jason Tatum would never go there as he would never be a Laker. Uh, Chris's nightmares. But – I'll never be a late. All right, we're starting with the Nuggets. The Nuggets don't want to see the Mavs, man. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, uh, I think the I, I think the Mavs come in there and beat the living shit out of the Nuggets. Ooh, it could get ugly. Could you imagine a Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving pick and roll on Nikola Jokic for forty eight minutes four times in a series? Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna be going to Shanghai after that. <laughs> He'll be vacationing in Serbia early. See you, buddy. Yeah. Quick, quick wow. word for Nikola Jokic after that one. Nihau. Lucky, lucky for him, he won't have to say, uh, three-time MVP gets bounced first round of the playoffs because he's going to be Embiid. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, and Embiid will get bounced first round of the playoffs. Nah, I'm playing. Nah, I'm playing. He's yeah. going to get at least second round as always. Um, you know, everyone knows Sixers second round playoff exits, and that's like the World Series for like it was a Super Bowl for Philly fans. It's like so you get there every year, and you're just like, "Damn, we're gonna lose." Yeah, and ironically enough, uh, I didn't talk about this because we weren't talking about actual just random summits and plummets. But America, their two best players yesterday were Philadelphia Phillies, and we lost. It's just uh, well, it's I a fear thing. I, I I fear, but I mean, As like, that, said, like it's a that Otani that Otani Trout moment was like that was dope. That was dope. That was but, scripted, man. I, you can't script that. Fake. You can't script that even more. It's so fake. It's cool. Uh, this might be messed up. They won the battle, but uh, we won the war. So, um, <laughs> swing it to Chris. Uh, who do the Denver Nuggets not want to see in in the first round of the NBA playoffs? The Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they don't want to see the Lakers. I know the Lakers are technically 11th right now, technically. but hopefully By the end of the night, they can be ninth. I do the yeah, math exactly. every day. Exactly. So uh, I don't think the Nuggets want to see the Lakers because Jokic will actually be guarded by Anthony Davis. And I think that will – I don't want to say take him out the game because Jokic is an incredible player. But I think it will disrupt the Nuggets enough to where the Nuggets will struggle because Jokic really plays point center for them. So without him – 
I'm, you know, kind of setting the table for everybody else. How's Michael Porter Jr. get his threes off? How does Jamal Murray get his buckets off? Michael Porter Jr. might actually have to pass the ball, and that'll be great for the Lakers. I was so, going to say, <laughs> never put Michael Porter Jr. past getting his shots off. He will find a way. He'll figure it out. It'll roll to him. He'll pick it up and shoot it. And, and that's what I need. I, I think the Lakers would make the Nuggets play a little bit more out of sorts than they're used to. And I think the, the, the Nuggets would, would struggle a lot with the Lakers, a lot. Yeah, I agree with that one. Jokic having... More so than AD guarding Jokic, Jokic has to guard Anthony Davis. And the wing defense already isn't strong, and you got LeBron out there. Um, and, I mean, like, the big depth is going to be a problem. Not to say the Lakers have amazing, you know, big right. depth either. I mean, we're out there running, you know, Wenyan Gabriel, who I, I am a fan of, just not against the Nuggets, maybe. Um, and, and, and you know what's crazy? It would have been fun. It would have been fun if Thomas Bryant stayed in LA because – First of all, he wanted more playing time, and now his minutes and productions got cut in half. If you'd have simply been the first, if you'd have been the first big off the bench for Anthony Davis, you would have been eaten, man. A pick and yep. roll with him and D'Lo that would have been so good. He got paid again. LeBron and he, got paid. he would have got paid. Yeah, yeah, he he would have probably got a pretty good deal because I mean, like as of right now, they're not going to go pursue Kyrie. They're looking to retain yep. this crew that they got with all the rights and everything. But yeah, yep. I agree. I'm going to swing right, it Tom. right to – oh, oh, Danny, go ahead. Did you want to go first? We're going to the no, Grizzlies. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Uh, oh, go ahead. Who do you think the Grizzlies – who's going to take the Grizzlies down? J- Jawick is coming back tonight. <laughs> and Philly brings from John Wick. John Wick is crazy. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't think they want to see the Dallas Mavericks. And so the Nuggets not wanting to see the Mavericks, which I think is still a good pick, but with the – with the Grizzlies, um, for one, Dylan Brooks can't guard Kyrie Irving. He can't guard Luka Doncic, and he's like their best on-ball defender. Like respect, he is pretty solid on defense still. But um, it, it's just going to be a tough outing for Ja. I mean, defensively, I mean, hiding him is an option. That's um, just not Taylor Jenkins' style, though. He wants everyone on his team to be able to play. The last time, I mean, uh, Kyrie just went up against him last night. Had an absolute masterclass, uh, but. I would I would say the Grizzlies would win in the big area. Uh, the the Mavericks don't have a serious big defensively. I mean Christian Wood is is playing pretty solid. It's a matter of if Jason Kidd is like out here like seriously trolling or he wants to win a basketball game. For sure. Because um, I mean Dwight Powell getting minutes is is it's not real. It, it's not real. Like credit to the kid. He made a huge shot the other night. Credit to him, bro. You don't belong on an NBA floor. I'm sorry. You really don't. And. I'm probably over exaggerating, but yeah, I think the Mavericks could, could really the Mavericks could could give the Grizzlies some gas, I, and that would be a fun series. Because I mean, like um, the last time, I mean, for those who know, I mean, Marcus Moore is from Philly, like he's about that, and he called Luca quote bitch ass white boy. I would love to see you know, come on, Ja, like if, if you like that, turn Luca up. Like we didn't see Luca like that in a while. Turn him up, please. We need it. Um, and, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie's going to, you know, do his thing. If he's healthy for a playoff run, you know what's happening. Yeah, uh, I'm swinging it to Chris, and then we'll swing it to Danny. Who do the Grizzlies not want to see first round, Chris? Yeah, I agree. I think it's the Mavs. Um, I've seen, I seen the Mavs play the Grizzlies a couple times uh, since I've lived here, and the Mavs is giving the Grizzlies trouble. Like, even if they don't win the game, it's just trouble. And I think the biggest reason why the Mavs would give the Grizzlies trouble in the – uh, first round. I think the I think the Mavs beat the Grizzlies if they do match their first round. And the reason why is because the Grizzlies don't have a good half court offense, in my opinion. And in the playoffs, everything slows down. And if you have Desmond Bain on one wing, pretty good. 
and you have Dylan Brooks impersonating an NBA basketball player on the other wing, then you're probably <laughs> going to be in trouble when it comes to half-court offense. Jaron Jackson wants to be a small four so bad. It's not real. Three. So it helps Christian Wood a little bit. So now Christian Wood can play a little bit more. Now you're playing Luca Kyrie against Ja Bain. And I take Luca Kyrie over them too with how special Ja is and with how great Bain is. I think just the Grizzlies lack of half-court offense. Like they have to push it and have to get John open court to make everybody, you know, as good as they can be on that team. I think the Mavs make it make it tough for them because you have to guard two of the top five, in my opinion, ISO players in the NBA today in Luca and Kyrie. It's it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough in my opinion. So I I, I think the Mavs and the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies don't want to see the Mavs first round for sure. Damn, that's crazy. Danny. Y'all both agreed. Uh, yeah, Danny. Who, who does good very, old buddy Taylor Jenkins not want to see first round? Uh, the Warriors have a very hard schedule remaining. They could slide down to the eight seed and or seven seed, and then the Grizzlies uh, are going to get packed up in four. Wow. <laughs> That's brutal. Like the, the Warriors are. I didn't list the Warriors as any. I think the Warriors will be fine. I think. I think they can. Well, they have out. a very I, hard schedule. I, I don't look they as can, long they as they got remaining. If they got more home games than road games, they'll be okay. But um, okay, here some some games that they have left remaining. Away in Dallas, home against the Sixers. Win. Home against the Timberwolves. Home against Win. the Pelicans. Home Win. against the Spurs. Win. Away in, against the Nuggets. Lost. They're a get at at the Kings. Lost. It's that simple. Like I, I will literally bet on if they're home or away. It's unreal how much then. worse they are. I mean, they're they're about five hundred. I'm pretty sure they're the sixth seed right now, so that should be good enough. It should I mean, be they're, good they're, enough. They're the sixth seed, but they're half game up from the seventh seed, bro. And the eighth. I know that. I know that. I lost all those, te- I lost te- all those teams have been. Yeah. All those teams have been mediocre. All the besides yeah, the loss tonight puts which, them. A loss to tonight puts them in the eight seed, bro. We will see. They're on the road, but there's actually plenty of game. The loss tonight game ties left. them for the nine seed. Well, they'll have the tiebreaker, but um, yeah. But, you know but moving on to the Kings, who has been everyone's favorite pleasant surprise this year. I they're could bummed, easily bro. put a more they're horrible. I, they're so bad. They're not horrible. What? They're fraud watch. They're fraud watch, man. I mean, we can keep right. talking, bro. Like, they, they, no, they, no, no, I think sorry. the Kings are on fraud watch. Uh, I, I saw it on play the Sixers live. That team looks so dysfunctional on December. You watched them uh, so long ago, dude. That is so. I saw them playing December, bro. I mean, yeah, December. It is March. The Kings that was when are they were hot. That, the that was Kings when they were hot, though. They're hot now. This they are peaking right now as we speak. They came into Philly and then and B just said no. Nah. They play no, any team sorry, with big man. That, 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 if look, they play dude, any team with an average the, big man, they're they're not winning. That's the problem in the West, though. That they aren't many. Like if you look at the top, the, I mean, yeah. the teams. Bro, they they run into the Lakers. They run into the. I mean, they run into the, the Timberwolves. I mean, but here's the thing: nah, those nah, are the nah, teams. They the Timberwolves, the, bro. Come on. Those are the come teams got to deal with De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, who has been having a phenomenal year. They got to deal with Demontis Sabonis, who isn't a strong defender, but God damn it, he's been the third best center in the NBA this year. You tell me I the mean, Timberwolves aren't, be, aren't aren't beating the Kings this seven no, games? Hell no, nope. hell no. First of all, they uh, have go, barely go, go, go any. They have that's a they have little to no games under their belt running the double big lineup, which. Shout out, Cat, coming back tonight. But what's the chemistry looking like? That the Timberwolves would beat the Kings in the first round. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for your donation. Now, moving on. The Kings, I don't think they want to see the Thunder, which 
because I think they're a team similarly built to them. Very young, not strong at the big defensively. Um, but I mean, yo, the OKC, the Dorcher Chamber was on full display, which avid, avid Kawhi Leonard hater, uh, Chris Culture pointed out. Dort put Kawhi in the chamber. It was bad. And, of course, Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, otherworldly, Josh Giddy. That would be, like, every NBA fan's like, oh, I mean, both will win. I'll be happy if it's yeah, OKC yeah. Kings. I think they match up pretty well. Shea versus Fox would be a fun little uh, uh, Kentucky battle. Um, I'm with it there. But, yeah. And Moving Monk. on to – I'll go to Danny. Oh, and, and Monk, who, who played with uh, Fox. But I'll go to Danny. Yep. And Chris to wrap up this play in I, I, already, I, already, I already said it, bro. Oh, yeah. Then we'll, then we'll go to – who do the Kings I want to see, Chris? Uh, the, and I was I was going to say the Thunder because I think that, like, with how it is right now, I think that's, you know, who they don't want to see. But I have a theory. Sure. With, with, Paul, with Paul George going out yesterday, I would not be surprised if the Clippers purposely, if they can, Try to slide back a couple of spaces to play the Kings to to play that to, to try to get them. But with 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 Paul with PG being like I see it. I'm gonna say iffy right now, but like him maybe being back for that first round. I think if the Clippers without Paul George, I think the Kings they're a tough matchup for the Kings uh, because I mean at the end of the day, Russell's gonna make stuff happen, good stuff and bad stuff is gonna make stuff happen. But as much as I do hate on Kawhi Leonard and boy do I love to do it, he is a really good playoff <laughs> performer and. Uh, oh. I, I think I think he's the type of guy who can literally just put the Kings down, like with their lack of playoff experience. And I think they have good king, team chemistry, but just the lack of playoff experience. I think yeah. I think them seeing the Clippers would, would, would be rough. Kawhi's capable of a masterclass. Know that. Now we're gonna speed run this one before we get into our outro game. Take this guy line. Has this player been better than Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, or this guy? Starting off hot because he had a certain take on this last week. We we'll go. Chris will answer, then Danny will answer immediately, then I will answer. Um, Nikola Jokic or Anthony Davis? Ooh, still going Anthony Davis, hometown favorite. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> I'm going Jokic, bro, this year. Yeah, I, I think I would go Jokic this year. I mean, arguably been the best in basketball this season. Um, but, damn it, when AD's actually on the court, my God, it is actually an argument. Um, all right, Nikola Jokic or the boy Jason Tatum? Tatum. Easy money. Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm going JT too. I got you. I can't. Uh, I would go Jokic. I would go Jokic. The problem with JT is just he's having a little bit too much inconsistency issues right now. He was really good to start the year, and now he's inconsistent, which is usually the opposite of what happens. Yeah. But I think I'll go Jokic on this one. Now, Nikola Jokic or Luka Doncic? Jokic. Ooh. So by all, Taking Jokic. Okay, okay. I would love to see y'all like rankings. It would be pretty fun because like, oh, this player's better than that player, but I take him over him. It'd yeah. be so weird. I oh, I would uh Sorry. I would also take Jokic this season. Uh mainly Luka just hasn't been healthy, but it's not really, you know, his fault. But yeah. He's also a cone on defense. Yeah. Both of them are. All right, Nikola Jokic or LeBron James. I mean, LeBron's barely played that much. He's been out for a while. I feel I'm that. I'm taking Jokic, bro. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> I mean, we all know when LeBron's healthy, he's him. Yeah, we know when LeBron's healthy, he's still Goat James. But I LeBron mean, Chris, goes is, Chris is rocking with LeBron regardless. Thir- when, when LeBron posts on Instagram and he goes, yeah, I'm going zero dark 30, so you don't want to play with that. 
I can't wait. They, that they have to make it this year. We have not seen Zero Dark Thirty in so long. They uh, uh, have to make it. I I suppose. Why is that? No one's called him Zero Dark you know, Twenty Three. But it's just him. Just Zero Dark Thirty. We we talked about that, Danny. Me and Brian in my in my imaginary mind. And I was thinking that maybe we should start doing zero dark thirty. Because in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, he couldn't really like go silent. Like he had to keep posting and be active with everything that was going on at the time. Twenty twenty one, they got bounced very fast. But look, we need that twenty eighteen zero dark thirty. It's gonna go crazy. Uh, I'm going Nicolio just this season. But it's same thing with AD when he's healthy. You know what it is. Now. Well, uh, we'll get to a very fun one. Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? It's Embiid, bro. Come on. It's, it's not a question. It's a debate. It's still bro, a when they play, when they play who put up 48. Embiid. <laughs> when they play who put up 48 and who put up 20. If you're basing player rankings off one-on-ones, you are a sorry that's casual. What, okay, that's not what I'm doing, but... That, that's it, exactly what you just that. did. You just said because Embiid score on Jokic. Guess what? Embiid didn't guard Jokic. P.J. Tucker guarded Jokic. Embiid exactly. ran from that matchup. Yes, he did. Embiid, Embiid ran from that matchup. matchup bro. And bro just sits in the paint and waits for a cleanup block. And Jokic was out there guarding him on the perimeter. Did he do good? No. Embiid wasn't doing it to him, though. <laughs> I would also go Embiid, like, but that's not the reason I'm going with him. Oh, because he cooked Jokic. Dude, Jokic is a, a seven-foot point guard. He's not, like, actually a center. And now the obvious one, Nikola Jokic or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I'm going he ain't better than the best in the world. Yeah, I'm going. Honest. He's not. He's not. All I gotta say is, is are we at Chick Fil A? It's not Sunday. It's open. <laughs> yeah, fifty piece chicken mini on it, the way. I would. Yeah, I. Speaking of fifty piece, yeah, he'd probably give him a fifty piece. Now with the well, I'll tell you we're about to wrap up. Jokic will never see a finals. Oh no, shot! And here's the thing: LeBron's really normalized that. Like finals Honestly. aren't normal. Like they're not. Normal. Charles Barkley has been the one, and he's widely regarded as one of the six or five, six, seven power forwards ever. Like, and he's never licked one. Kevin Garnett would have never licked one. Wait, DC, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Now, this is my theory. Me and my friends have been talking about this for a long time. Jokic or Luka won't see a finals until they link up, and they will at some point. They'll become the European Kobe and Shaq. Remember, I told you all this in 2023. I've been talking about this for the longest. When when Jokic's contract before he re-upped, I had in my brain, I'm like, Jokic may try to sign with the Mavs because they have an open an open spot. But when Murray and Porter money is up, Luka will be up too. All that time comes up at the same time. Jokic will still have a year left, and then that playoffs at the end. All I'm saying is making it happen. All I'm saying is that it could happen. That's all I'm saying. They're taking the talents to LA, bro. LeBron's gonna be out too. I'm cool with that. Brian can play the 56 yeah. if you play with Luca and uh, Jokic. You'll be out there these 56. Quick question before we start our game. Quick question before we start our game. At So if LeBron wanted to play until he was no longer able to make an all-star, like he could not play at an all-star level, what age could he play to? He's currently 38. 40, 41. 41? Yeah, I think 41 yeah. is his last year. That's my, my thought. Like his last year or the last year where like no, he's I, I not all star good. Okay, I think this is thirty. Like if he this truly just wanted to keep playing until he just was not all star caliber. His last all star year would be forty, and his last year would be forty one, in my opinion. I think so. I think he has maybe next year. I think he can maybe still play all star level, but I think at that forty level, I think he'd probably go down a little bit. That's not all. I'm telling you this: 
I think LeBron could play till he's 50 if he really wanted to at an all-star level. <laughs> I, I was thinking more like 45, honestly. No, no, no. Here's the it problem. Depends. The injuries bro are spends a million dollars a year on his body, bro. No one else does yeah, that shit. He just, as long as the body holds up, which it has been falling to shambles recently. But yeah, we have to get started on this NBA outro game. Again, it's Chris's turn, which is going to be hell. Me and Danny got to build off each other's questions to try to see which NBA player is Chris talking about. Now, Chris has an unreasonably large bag of basketball <laughs> players, so this this could be tough. But don't put it don't put it you know don't put it past us university kids. So, all right, uh, Danny, do you want the first question or or should I take a crack at it? I'll take it. Did he play between 1990 and 2020 in the current day? Yep. Okay. I'm going to shorten that down a little bit. Was he drafted in the 2010s? No. Okay. okay. Uh, was he drafted in the 2000s? Check. I, I think so. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. We, we want the most accurate facts. Uh, we're not going to beat like a five-question performance, but. Oh, while we're at it, you I said, have my he... player for next week. We're going to be NFL next week for me, but I got my player. In my Whatever mind. works. So, was he drafted in the 2000s? Uh, no. He was not. Okay. So, we're looking. 90s, probably. Okay. Um, damn. Um, so, was he drafted between 95 and 99? Yep. He was. Okay. Is he a guard? Yep. He's a guard. He's a guard. Did he play in the Eastern Conference? Yep. Danny, take some. Uh, did he play in the Atlantic? I'm almost sure. Let me double check. I was about to say, yeah. Good division pull. Good division pull. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. See, Danny, you are making this difficult. Yeah, I mean, narrowing it down to divisions, tough. I don't know how divisions oh, were back then. Oh, he was not. Nope. So he didn't play in the Atlantic Division, but he played in the East, and he was drafted in that f- five-year span. Ooh, he was a guard and playing. Damn. Mm, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be mad when y'all do guess it too. I know, I know you guys are thinking about it. I know you're thinking about it. I was going to say Allen Iverson, uh, but you said mm. he didn't play in the Atlantic. So, because I'm thinking that 96 draft. Oh, um, who? Oh, uh, I can't give any hands, damn. I want to give a hand so bad. <laughs> um, uh, Did he play in the Central? Oh, I thought it was my. Uh, uh, I, I, well, you'll yeah, take two yeah. of that. I'll take the next two. Well, yeah, yeah. Central. I thought you went. My bad. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. So, but yeah, he's right. Central Division. Play in the Central. Be honest, I gotta check. I gotta fresh up on my divisions. Man, I had to make sure I had the right division for a second. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Just give me one second. All right. Okay. So we're looking at a guard that plays in the central division. I'm gonna, Danny. If you don't mind, I'm gonna try to take a swing for a home run. Is this player Ray Allen? Nope. Ah, nope. All right. That's my fault. That's my fault. 
All right. Okay. My B. My B. I felt I felt good on that one. I was feeling real good. I was feeling 96 class. My B. But Danny did take a question from me, so I do get another one. Um Damn, what would we be looking for? Is this player an Indiana Pacer? No. Nope. Or was okay. No, well he was never oh, Indiana. never was. Never was. Okay. Nope. Okay. Okay. We know that. Okay. We're at uh question Danny, you'll be question eleven, I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. We got time. <sighs> yeah, we, we have twenty. Yeah. We're getting nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we we got the division down. We're down to four teams. In a five-year span, is this player Derek Anderson? No, but that's a good Ooh, that is okay. a good guy to pick. You, Danny, that bag is deep. You talking about my holy sh? That's a good one. Uh, Jordan athlete too, by the way. Randomly, I know that's really random. He's a Jordan athlete. <laughs> really random, I know. Jalen Brown used to be a Jordan athlete. Um, I know they hated on him. Ah, uh, damn. Is this player, uh, do you ever play for the Detroit Pistons? Yep. He did? Okay. Okay. Y'all got it now. I know you do. Hmm. I'll do a, uh, is this player under six foot? Under six foot, no. Okay, so we're looking at a guard drafted in the nineties that played for the uh, I know you were thinking of Danny. I know you were thinking of I think I think. Hmm. Don't want to get it wrong because that bad boys piston team was so like I'm my own brain's messing with me. They were so good defensively that I'm like losing track of their positions. Um Man, I don't uh I don't I don't want to say one he's not even a guard, but screw it. Uh we're looking at Chauncey Billups. That's correct. It Damn, is Chauncey let's go. Billups. There we go. Billups. They were so I, when, good defensively, when, I didn't even know, man. I, I knew I, I was thinking know. I was like I was I was wondering, I was like if somebody says he a coach now after one of those questions, I was like, well, that's going to give it away. Cause I was like, uh, shots because of the blazers right now. And I was like, yeah, Oh, that was, that was good. That was good. Yes. That was really good. All right. And then that, that was definitely, it was definitely a tougher one. It's definitely a Danny. Tougher one. That was great. That Derek Anderson. Yeah, was that was, was yeah, so Danny, great. I'm I'm you set you up the whole thing. I'm going to be honest. I just talked about this with my dad the other day. I was like, dad, you know, so many random Jordan athletes back in the day, like baseball players, football players, basketball players. And Derek Anderson was one of the random names I pulled up. And he was like, yeah, he was. And it was, uh, who else was a Jordan athlete for randomly? Uh, Gerald Henderson, Duke alum, was a Jordan athlete when he was on a Bobcat, by the way. Very random and gross, but yes, he was. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Next week, you might not get the answer. He's a player you should know, but you might not get it. I swear to God. All right. Okay. It. It's, a, it's an NFL player. I sw- All right. When it's Jason Avant. All right. When it's, uh, it's not Jason Avant. When it's Rashad it's Mendinghall. Come on, man. Come on. When it's, it's not uh, that easy, man. Come when on, it's bro. Ryan Clark. Yeah. But again, another great episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening on YouTube, 
Uh, make sure you subscribe, leave a like. If you're listening on a podcast platform, leave us a five-star review. And make sure you go over to the YouTube, leave us a like and subscribe. We have been climbing on the subscribers. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you check out all our other videos. Make sure you check out our film sessions. Make sure you check out our cold takes, our player rankings by Danny. Um, yeah. So just continue to help keep us climb. Find us on social media everywhere at Sideline Summit. From Tone, CB, DC, make sure you guys have a great day and keep showing love. Appreciate it. Let's go, baby. We out.